This is the People in Their Work podcast. I am Professor Doug Gardner in the Student Leadership and Success Studies Department at Utah Valley University. In this podcast, you will hear the first-person stories of people journeying through their education, work, and career decision-making. Is there something in your life that you just can't seem to get enough of? For Kaylee Breitenstein, that something is makeup. Listen as Kaylee shares her story of how she started out playing with makeup and is now a makeup artist. How I got to be a makeup artist my whole life, I have loved the artistry side of it. Um, Since I was a little girl, I remember visiting my grandma in California and getting into her bathroom vanity and just pulling out all of the products and swatching them on my hands, on my arms, you know, just as a little girl. And it wasn't even about the makeup, putting it on your face more so as it was playing with the textures and the colors. And what does this feel like? What does this look like here? And I did the same thing with my mom's makeup growing up. I was just fascinated with again, those colors and those textures, and it just intrigued me, that artistry side of it. And I've always, always, always loved makeup. And of course, my mom, you know, she made me wait until I was 14 to be able to wear makeup. And the day I turned 14, I was so excited to wear makeup. And again, because it was a way for me to be able to play with those colors and the textures, just see what does this do here? What does this do here? And now looking back, I always say makeup is a form of art. Instead of having a paper, faces are my canvas. And so it's just fun. It's an artistry side of things to be able to shade things, to be able to do different things with the face. It's just very, very intriguing to me. Just continued loving that and loving the process of playing with it. That was just always so fun for me. And then I remember my senior year of high school, I heard a little bit about aesthetics and that is an umbrella career essentially it's very it's a very wide scope of practice a lot of estheticians will move towards skincare like your facials and your treatments and want to work for a dermatology office you can work for a spa you can work on your own Um, but there are also a lot of other services under that umbrella as far as you know like uh, lash extensions brows uh, spray tanning um even, you know, to an extent, manicures, pedicures, um, there are just so many, so many different services in the beauty industry that fall under an esthetician's license. 11 to 12 years ago, when I was a senior in high school, that was just starting to hit the market here in Utah. It wasn't very common. Um, you know, you go to places like the East Coast or the West Coast, and that was that was definitely more common. But here in Utah, it was it was not common at all. But it was very intriguing to me. It was a very intriguing industry to me. And so I had a plan when I was 17 years old, and I knew that I wanted to become a makeup artist, and I knew that I wanted to go to aesthetic school. It was it was very intriguing to me, and it was very exciting to me, and I knew ex- that's exactly what I wanted to do. And I actually almost came here to UVU right out of high school, but it just didn't feel right. I didn't have the passion for it, and I didn't feel pressured or rushed into having to start right away and figure things out right away. In high school, I just knew that I wanted to take this path. Now, with that being said, I had my paperwork already ready to go. I had already toured some schools even before I had graduated high school and I knew exactly this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to do makeup artistry and I wanted to do aesthetics. However, especially with makeup, you know, 
12, 10 to 12 years ago, that was not common at all here in Utah. If you did makeup, you were most likely a cosmetologist. So you were doing hair and then, you know, you may help somebody a little bit on the side of bride for their wedding. And with the hair industry, you know, that was like an umbrella. That was kind of an all-inclusive career for a lot of people. They would do, you know, your cuts, your colors, and then they would also do your hair styling for your wedding day. And then they may help you a little bit with your makeup as well. And aesthetics fell a little bit into the realm of cosmetology as well, but it wasn't as well known as a standalone career at that point, and neither was makeup. It was kind of, if you wanted to work in the beauty industry, if you wanted to play with hair or skin or spray tanning or brows or makeup, you went to hair school. That was your option. And you kind of just did it all. And I remember looking into doing makeup and it was just, it was unheard of, especially here in Utah County. There were very few makeup artists. Um, a couple of them had blogs or websites and I would read them and, and I was fascinated and inspired by them. But if you wanted to be a makeup artist, you were most likely working at a makeup counter at the mall. And so people knew that they would go to Mac over at um, like the University Mall or the Southtown Mall, and they would go there and get their makeup done for their wedding day. And that was your that was your the most well known option as far as a, a makeup artist who's not you know doing hair and whatnot. That was the direction that I thought I was going to take was you know go work retail as a makeup artist, but it never sat well with me. I never I never wanted to sell you know push product and sell product. I wanted to play with makeup. That's, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk to people and not have the pressure of incentives or commission or, you know, having to meet quotas. That, that wasn't what I was interested in. I wanted to play with the art. I wanted to talk to people. That was the side I was really interested in. And so it was just kind of unheard of. And I think with that being said, I had this passion. I had this drive. I knew I wanted to do aesthetics. I knew I wanted to do makeup, but I wanted to do it my own way. I didn't want to necessarily work for somebody, Um, especially as an esthetician. The jobs here, they were, I mean, almost unheard of. There weren't very many jobs here at all in Utah. And, um, you know, your opportunities for work here were, you know, go work at like Sundance, go work at a, a little resort, go work at a hotel you know, some people were even applying for jobs to go work, you know, on cruise ships, whatnot, as an esthetician. And that was basically the extent of, you know, facials here. And so I knew that I didn't necessarily want to do that, but I was still intrigued with it. And I was very passionate about the industry. And it was just, it was just pulling me. I just loved it. I, I loved, you know, I would mix up my own skincare products at home. And I would, again, that breaking down the product formulations, researching the ingredients of, okay, what does this mean? What does this do to the skin? How, what does this help here? You know, what is this? It, it was just all very, very fascinating to me. I, anyways, that's a whole tangent. I love product formulations <laughs> and hope to be able to bring that and incorporate it more in my career. I had this drive, you know, as a 17 year old, a senior in high school, and I knew that's what I wanted to do. However, because it was a scary leap and it was not the norm, my very well-meaning mom who had very good intentions told me not to do it. And she, she said, you are not going to find a job for it. It's not, you know, that's not a real career. She knew that university right off the bat probably wasn't going to fit me very well. Um, and I'm grateful for that, that she did give me that wiggle room. However, she told me, you know, go get a job, 
go work full time and learn as much as you can in that. You don't have to go to school if you don't want to, but she highly, highly pushed me away from doing makeup, doing aesthetics, which is kind of funny because she actually, I guess back when my oldest brother was a baby, she actually worked at a makeup counter. She worked at Estee Lauder. So she has a little bit of a background in that. And I think part of that did inspire me too, um, even though she didn't carry very much of the makeup uh, over the years, you know, but she, she knew a tiny bit about that side of the retail side. She didn't have anything negative to say, but she just, you know, the direction I wanted to go where I wanted to do makeup on my own and I wanted to go to aesthetic school. And she said, there are no jobs for that. You can't do that. You're going to waste all your money. There's no security in that. She had good intentions um, and she was trying to protect me. Right out of high school, I actually got a full-time job as a wedding planner and I sold wedding dresses as well for a small company and I absolutely loved it. That's when I fell in love with the bridal industry. I loved that side of it. And I was so intrigued, you know, the brides would come through and I'd help them find their wedding dresses and then I'd help them plan their weddings and coordinate their florals and their venue and all of that. And I did that for probably a year and a half and I absolutely loved the bridal industry. I loved the brides, but I always was so interested with their makeup. I wanted to just help them with their makeup so bad. And there were even a couple of times where I did and that's what I, I fell in love with. I loved it. So fast forward a little bit, I had a friend who sold Mary Kay cosmetics. And um, if you're familiar with that or not, it's a you know multi-level marketing makeup and skincare company that anyways, so she knew that I loved makeup, I loved skincare, so she recruited me. I did, I went to the party and signed up, and then I had one friend come over for my first meeting and I was supposed to sell product to her. And <laughs> I just remember the whole time I couldn't even sell anything to her because I, I didn't even want to talk about it. I just started pulling the products out myself and started putting them on her. And I, I had no interest. I didn't care. I didn't want to make a dime. I just wanted to pull the products out and play with makeup on her and have that excitement with her and share, oh my gosh, this one's fun here, but this is what I think about this one here. You know, I wasn't doing my job as selling. And, and that's when I all the lights kind of clicked on and I knew, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sell makeup. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to sell makeup. I want to do my own thing. I want to play. I want to have that excitement. I kind of put, I, I immediately just put that back on the back burner and I just played with the rest of the product in the kit and that was okay with me. So a couple of years went by and I still wanted to do makeup. I still wanted to do aesthetics, but I was a little bit nervous. Um, I had, was a newlywed at this point and I knew that we were going to hopefully start a family. And I just, I, I put that on the back burner thinking, you know, my priority now is to be a full-time stay-at-home mom. And that's what I want to do. And which I think is great. Um, and my husband was in school at the time and working as well. And so makeup just became kind of a fun hobby for me. And I think that was really important to have that experience that it was something that I just loved and I played with. And that was also the time, I think that was what, 2012-ish, when I discovered YouTube. The YouTube makeup videos were a brand, brand new industry. That was very, very new as well at that time. And I just soaked up all the information I could. And prior to YouTube, actually in high school and right after, I was so intrigued with 
the detailed process of makeup that I would get on ehow.com. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> ehow.com and type in the search bar, you know, little questions. How do you do this with makeup? How do you create this kind of eye? How do you do this? You know, and that's where I would soak up the information or read magazines, you know, Google what I could. And so when I discovered, you know, a few years later, when I discovered YouTube, it was like all the lights just flipped on and I, I could not soak up enough. I loved it so much. We were hoping to have our family shortly after we got married. However, that was that didn't work out for us. And so I was kind of in this limbo phase of, of what do I do? Kind of a crossroad. Where do I focus my energy on? Do I go get a full-time job again? Do I go to school? Like, where do I put my energy here? I decided to enroll in a three-month, it was like a 200 or 300-hour makeup course here in Utah. I was too scared at that point to try to start a business, but I remember telling my husband, why can't you just go to school because you love it? Why do you have to enroll in a course or enroll in classes with only the intention of making a career out of it? Why can't you just take a class because you love it and it's enjoyable for you? And he was very supportive. He's always been my biggest supporter. Great. Yeah, do it. If you want to do it, go do it. And so I did. And it was a really good experience. I learned a lot. The best part about it, I think the most valuable aspect to it was that it forced me out of my comfort zone and it forced me to do makeup on people rather than being in my own little bubble of wishing and wanting. It definitely pushed me out there. Now, I knew when I finished it after three months that I absolutely loved it, but I was still too scared to take that jump. It was still a little bit new around here. I was a little bit worried about taking that leap of starting my own business. I was stressed about what if I mess up a bride's makeup on her wedding day? That's going to be terrible, terrible. Now, since then, I've learned that makeup, you can wipe it off and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. And we wipe things off all the time still. <laughs> but at the time I thought it was going to be terrible. What if she hates it? What if she cries or what if she's mean? You know, I was so scared of it. And so I still, you know, I just thought this is going to be a fun hobby for me. I'm going to, you know, watch the YouTube videos. I'm going to do makeup on myself and that'll be fun. And I was doing a little bit, you know, friends and family and, and whatnot, just having fun and playing. And, you know, sometimes a couple of girls I knew who were going to prom, you know, I would do their makeup just for fun or my sister. It, it was just a lot of fun for me. And then fast forward, we had our son and he's almost six now, but when he was two years old, I remember just feeling that pull. And at this point I had been home with him full time and I absolutely loved it, I did. But I was feeling that pull, I need something for myself. I started feeling drained as a mom. I need something for myself. I need something to break things up. I feel like I'm, I'm constantly serving my son. I'm constantly supporting my husband in his dreams, but I really need something for myself. Watching YouTubers, you know, live their dream watching other makeup artists that were starting to bud and boom, watch them live their dream. I definitely felt like there was a piece of me that really needed that. There was a lot of contemplating. I feel like a, a, a big internal battle going on, I guess, trying to figure out, is this something that I can do? But no, I can't. I'm a mom. Or is this something that I can do? Oh, no, I, I'm not. I don't have experience. That was my journey inside my brain constantly was I want to do this, but I can't. I'm not good enough or I don't know how, or I'm a mom. I don't know how I'm gonna deal with childcare. I don't know, am I, am I a good mom for leaving my son to go play with makeup? And I remember my husband, 
who again is my biggest supporter, he was actually the reason why I started doing it because I was very conflicted because at this time I was also wondering if I should, you know, start like a, a little small handmade business, like, like an Etsy shop, whatnot, you know, maybe I need to do something like that. You know, sewing, I like making necklaces. Maybe I should do something like that, even though the passion wasn't there. Um, it was something I enjoyed as a hobby. And I remember talking to my husband about this. We were eating dinner at the dinner table and he just looked at me and he said, you need to do makeup. And I was a little bit floored, you know, because we had our busy, mischievous, energetic two-year-old son running around at that point. And I just remember looking at him and and saying, what? Why that? You know, because at this point I was talking to him, I think I should start this Etsy shop, you know, maybe make some pillows, maybe make some necklaces. Like I'm trying to decide which one I should do. And he said, no, I think you should do makeup. And so that was a little bit of a shock to me. And I'm, I remember my response was, well, what about our son? What about Davey? What are we going to do with him? And he said, we'll figure it out. Well, what do I do about childcare? If I do a handmade shop, I can kind of do that with him around, but I can't really, you know, go do makeup with with him and he said we'll figure it out you know and I came up with all of these excuses of what if what if what if what about this and he said we'll figure it out just start <laughs> and so I did I started right then and there my first step to testing the waters was to buy the most affordable very very smallest amount of makeup that I could get by with I put a post out on my you know private Facebook account asked everybody I just said hey I I want to try makeup artistry. I've always loved it. I want to see what it's like doing it on other people. I'm looking for 20 people who are willing to let me do their makeup for free. If you have event coming up, if you have pictures, or if you're just down with getting your makeup done, I would love the practice for free. I did that. I did 20 people's makeup in, I think it was about two months. I think it, may, it might have even been a little less than that. If I remember, I was very enthusiastic about it. My drive, I mean, just went through the roof. I was so excited. And I knew at the end, if I could do 20 people's makeup for free in a short amount of time, and I still loved it and I wanted to do more, then it was okay. I was going to be okay. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. And I just remember the first bride, she was somebody that I grew up with and she was a little bit younger than me, but she got married. She was one of the last of the 20 people, but she was a bride who was getting married. I remember contemplating, should I do this? Is this right? Is this right? You know, I love this, but I don't know if this is right still. And I remember the minute I started doing her makeup, I just felt this amount of peace and I knew this is right where I need to be and it's okay, I can do this. And, you know, at that point, my son was playing with toys at my feet and it was okay. It, it was okay to have him there and it was okay to juggle. And he loved the friends who came over and, and they were okay with it too at this point. And so I just knew right then and there, this is what makes me happy and I want to do it. Of course, there have been so many, you know, hiccups and bumps and tears and all of that. But I knew right away that I wanted to run my own business. I wanted to be in charge of my schedule I wanted to be able to work that around my son if needed, just kind of call my own shots. It was, it, it's hard, really hard being a business owner, but I, especially in this industry, I tell everybody, go be a business owner, do it. It's hard. You don't have the limits that come with working for somebody else and you can really cater that umbrella to fit your needs and what you want. For a couple of years, I did makeup and I absolutely loved it. And then I thought, okay, I gained a little bit of confidence and I knew I think it's time to reinvest in myself and my business and I want to do aesthetics and so a couple of years ago I went to aesthetic school 
I just busted it out as hard as I could. I wanted to get it done. And so I actually just got it done in, it was about six months, going 40 hours a week. There are two different tiers in Utah. For aesthetics, there's a basics license and then there's a master's license. And the basic is a 600 hour program and the master's is a 1200 hour program. Basics is great for people just starting. You can do a lot with your facials and your treatments. And of course, you know, there are the lashes, there are the brows, there's the spray tanning, even teeth whitening, even manicures, pedicures, all of that falls under a basics license, waxing, you know, all of that. And then a master's license is for those who want to specialize in advanced skincare treatments. So you're going to have different modalities and ingredients, products and whatnot that let you do more advanced treatments. I knew I was going to start with the basics and that's what I did. I, I went about 40 hours a week and I got it done really quick. I think it might've been about five months. Yeah. My son was in daycare at the time and I was so worried about that, but he ended up loving it. He loved daycare. It was so good for him. And I got to see him throughout the day too. It was, it was really good fit for us. I was able to add that into my knowledge and my arsenal of tools to be able to help my clients. For about a year and a half, I juggled a lot of aesthetics with my makeup business and absolutely loved it. With juggling so many services though, especially as a solo entrepreneur, solo business owner, it, it does start to take a lot of space mentally and it does start to drain your energy. Um, having to keep up with all of the skills and perfect all of those services, the advertising and marketing for all of them, keeping up with all the product. It's very, very hard. And I feel like in a way, I was kind of diluting my services a little bit, offering a little bit of everything. And just this spring, I started taking down a lot of my menu and becoming more of a specialist in what I do. Primarily focus on makeup. I specialize as a, I call a natural glam bridal makeup artist. That's what I specialized. So I've niched down quite a bit and that's been really, really good for me and my clients. And then I also focus on, I'm down to just doing spray tanning. I focus that on my brides as well. So I specialize in very natural looking, high quality spray tans for brides. And so my brides will book both. I, I love it. I love the simplicity. I still have the knowledge and the tools for my product formulation and my skincare so I can help my brides know before their wedding when they have skincare questions, what do I need to do? And I can give them advice now. I'm licensed to do that. And it's amazing to be able to give them legitimate advice and to be able to back that up. In the future, something, and when I say the future, um, I'm hoping later this year, that's my goal, I am going to be rolling out a couple of skincare products to be able to have um, my own brand and to be able to know exactly what's going into them and be able to 100% back them up and have that you know, on hand to tell my brides, this is going to help you right here. And I trust this product. You know, here you go, here's an option. I am Doug Gardner, and this has been the People in Their Work podcast. Music by Christopher Weiss. Images are from the UVU Roots of Knowledge stained glass exhibit by Holdman Studios.